Welcome to the Mountain Park Church Podcast. We're excited to share this week's message with you. Our mission is to allow God to work in and through us, and we'd love to hear your story of how God has been working in or through you. Email us at mystory@mp.church and tell us how God has been working in and through you. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Sunday House Church. My name is Pastor Brenda. I am one of the pastors here at Mountain Park, and it's my pleasure to be with you here this morning online. We are in this series called Restart, and Pastor Andrew, over the last few weeks, has been talking about how we are getting back to sort of the basics of the ministry that Jesus came to do and the things that he launched and empowered the early disciples to do in the early church in the book of Acts. And we're getting back to some of those basic teachings, jumping off of the scripture in Isaiah 61, verse one, that says, the spirit of the Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to bring the good news to the poor, He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and freedom to the prisoners. Now, this was a scripture from Isaiah, from the Old Testament, that Jesus himself stood up and read. We have that account in the book of Luke, where he stood up in the synagogue and he read those scriptures and he said, today, this has been fulfilled in your ears. What he was saying was that his ministry, what he had come to do here on earth, was all of these things that Isaiah had prophesied and talked about were coming. And today we're gonna focus on the healing of the brokenhearted because I feel like this is a really powerful part of discipleship that sometimes we forget about a little bit in the church or we don't go far enough into these issues of the heart to see them healed and to see people find the freedom that they actually need in Christ. So Andrew has been talking the last couple of weeks about that first phrase where Jesus talks about being anointed and that we actually need the anointing of the Spirit of God on our life. We need the Holy Spirit working in us and through us in order to be able to do all of the things that God calls us to do. We'll never be able to fulfill the mission and purpose and call of God on our lives if we are not able to walk empowered by the Holy Spirit to carry His gifts. And next week, Pastor Andrew is gonna get into talking about the fruit of the Spirit, which is the character of Christ that the Spirit of God helps to form in us. And today, I'm doing this this sort of buffer between the two because there's a key link in this phrase about healing the brokenhearted. There's a key between the two because I don't think we'll ever be able to fully walk in and carry the gifts of the Spirit if we don't have the character to be able to hold them. So God wants to actually do something in us first to develop that character of the Spirit, that fruit of the Spirit in us first so that He can empower us with the gifts that we need to carry out ministry. But we often fall short of having that character developed in us because we fail to do the hard work of getting to the issues of the heart, the things that are broken in our lives, the things that hold us back from being all God has called us to be. And so today we're gonna get into that a little bit more. There's this key link between the fruit and the gifts 
that we need to focus on the fruit first in order to walk in the gifts. All of us want to be a vessel used by God. We want those gifts operating in our life, but we often fail to think about our first calling, which is to be clay. We want to be the vessel. We don't want to be the clay molded and formed in the potter's hands to be able to hold all of the things that he wants to put into your life. There is a work that God wants to do in you to prepare you for the things that he has in store for you. And this is a continual and ongoing work in our life. It never ends. No one is exempt from this. As long as we live and are here on this earth, there is this work of the heart that needs to be done continually in our lives. Fruit is developed in the territory of the heart. I don't have time to get into to all of that today. I feel like I could take so many bunny trails with this message, but fruit is actually developed in our heart. That is the, the soft soil in the parable of the sower where Jesus was talking about planting seed. It's planted in our heart and our hearts need to be soft and surrendered to receive the word of God, to actually apply it and live it out, empowered by the Holy Spirit to do so. So here's, here's what's going on in this, this area of our hearts. We were saved. We are three-part beings, spirit, soul, and body. Our spirit is saved. If you have given your life to Christ and surrendered to Him, if you profess Him as your Lord and Savior, your spirit is saved and will spend eternity forever in heaven. Colossians 1.13 says this, He rescued us from the domain of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of His Son. This was in a moment. He pulls us from the kingdom of darkness and He plants us firmly in the kingdom of His Son. We have been rescued. But there's still some stuff in our life that has to be worked out. And it's not in our spirit. It's in our soul. Our bodies will be redeemed one day when we're in heaven. We'll get a new body and that's going to be redeemed as well. But it's this area of the soul that is the work that is going on on an ongoing basis in our lives from the moment we get saved until the moment we die and go to heaven. This is the hard work of getting down to the root issues of our hearts and finding healing and freedom in Christ. It doesn't come easy and it's this continual hard work but it's so important. And we see it throughout the Bible. Romans uh, chapter six through eight, Paul is talking about this wrestle of our flesh, this wrestling of our soul. So we have been saved, but we've carried into the new kingdom and we've carried into our new life, all of this baggage and stuff from our old life. I mean, come on, the moment you get saved, you know something has changed. Something is different in your life, but you still got all the old habits and attitudes and hangups and hurts that you had before you got saved. And even though you may have a deep sense of peace and a deep sense of hope in Jesus Christ, there are some things that you need to work out in that area of the heart, that area of our soul. We were plucked from one kingdom into another. Everything is new but we still brought all of this stuff from our old life that we have to sort out. And sometimes this causes us to have a bit of a divided heart. The Bible talks about the heart in, in so many different ways. And the heart is actually precious territory. 
There is a battle for the territory of your heart. Jesus wants your heart fully surrendered to him so that he can work in and through you in your life. But so often we hold back. We're unwilling to trust. We're unwilling to surrender or lay down pieces of our heart because of old hurts and wounds, things that we learned from our old life, habits, ways we learned to cope and to get through life that we actually don't need anymore if we allow Jesus to heal those things. God wants all of your heart soft and surrendered. He doesn't want any of it left in the old kingdom, any of it still struggling with sin and the effects of sin. He wants to do a transformation in your life. So what exactly is your heart? I feel like there's, there's this sort of, you know, struggle to understand. We call it our soul, we call it our heart, whatever words you put to it. The heart is really the seat of your soul, your innermost being. It is what drives all of your goals and dreams for your life. It's where your emotional reactions and responses come from. It is the place that makes the decisions in our life. It's the place, that gut level place we go to in order to move forward and make plans and uh, make decisions with our lives. That's, that's your heart. That's that center of your soul and left to its own devices. The Bible says that it's actually deceitful and wicked. It's going to lead you astray because it's, it's been tainted by sin and the effects of sin in the world around you. It's been tainted by broken ideas of love and broken trust. It's been hurt and wounded along the way. And often in the church world, we talk about being free and having this amazing redeemed life, but we're hobbling along carrying all of this stuff deep in our hearts that we never get to actually wrestling out with the Lord and truly finding that healing and freedom in Him. We can't trust our hearts until we surrender it to Jesus. And as soft and surrendered is the most precious territory for the establishment and expansion of the kingdom of God. When your heart is in the right place, when it's filled with humility and gentleness, when it's open to hear the correction and conviction of the Holy Spirit, when you're ready and willing to make the hard and necessary changes to find freedom, God can work with that. You have everything you need in Jesus. The Bible says that you have everything you need for life and godliness. You have everything you need to do this. You just might not have unlocked the right key, that thing that's gonna actually bring you healing. And that's why I'm so passionate about this kind of ministry and this level of discipleship in people's lives is because I've seen it work in my own life and I've actually begun to see it work in other people's lives too. As I begin to share the principles of the things that God has done in my life, I see it bringing freedom and healing to other people. And it's amazing. It's amazing to be on this journey and to see this heart level stuff and be transformed. And I love watching this happen in other people's lives. I meet with women here throughout the week all of the time where we're going to these deep 
heart issues and actually tackling them head on. I'm not afraid to go to those places with you because I know it's the only thing that's gonna bring freedom and healing in your life. You have everything you need, but it's gonna take some hard work to learn to apply it and actually live it out in your life. We are sometimes afraid of the hard work. And so we tend to, you know, go for this, what I would call an inverted gospel, where it's all about my comfort and having a cushy life rather than being focused on Jesus and what he can do for us. I'd rather, you know, take the fluffy, feel good, everything can be okay kind of gospel instead of this hard work, hard heart stuff and getting to the deep root issues. That is a lot of work. We want quick answers and we want easy solutions, but that's not what the kingdom of God is about. This isn't a drive-through gospel. This is actually getting to the root of things in your life and seeing transformation happen. Difficult times will reveal the brokenness inside of our hearts. When we're under pressure, when there's a lot of external things pushing on us, it's going to reveal what's inside of us. Are you able to continue to walk in the gentleness and humility in the fruits of the Spirit? Or are you lashing out in anger? Is your insecurity coming out in situations? Are you seeing your pride or your fear flare up? Or are you responding by the fruit of the Spirit? That's the difference that we have in a life that's being transformed. Heart work equips you to carry the gifting and assignments of the kingdom, and you will never walk in your full potential in the kingdom of God if you aren't willing to deal with the issues of the heart. It's that simple. I wish I had a better answer for you. I wish I had a fluffy feel-good gospel that I could just give you and tell you everything is going to be okay, but it's actually not unless you're willing to get to that heart level. Deal with the roots. Deal with the wounds. Deal with the things that have happened to you in your life instead of just covering up and coping and coasting. God has so much more for you than that. So much more. But we have to be willing to kind of go under that transformational work that's sometimes really, really, really hard. But because God loves us, He's willing to go to those places with us and prepare us for the things that He has prepared for us in His kingdom. It's hard work, but it's necessary. And we see this throughout the entire Bible, this pattern in people's lives. We saw it with the Israelites. They were saved out of Egypt when they crossed the Red Sea. That was a type uh, or, or like an example of being saved. Their enemy was washed away in the Red Sea and they were on the other side, safe and secure. They were rescued. But for years, they wandered around, unable to walk into all of the promises in the promised land that God had for them because there were heart issues that they needed to deal with. There was trust issues with God. He had to teach them how to trust him again. You know the old saying, you can take the slave out of Egypt, but it's harder to get the Egypt out of the slave. It's, it's harder for us to let go of the things of the past and actually move on into the things that Jesus has for us. 
We saw it in the life of David as well. David was anointed and chosen as king long before he ever sat on the throne. And there was years of this time of training and preparation in David's life where he was literally running for his life from Saul and, and wrestling out these things and interactions with different people where he was learning to be a king. God had anointed him and called him and said, I have an amazing plan for your life but you have to figure out what it means to actually live as a king. And I feel like that's the same call he gives to each and every one of us. There's an amazing plan that he has for you, but there's some preparation work he wants to do in you to prepare you for the places he wants to take you. We saw the same thing with Jesus' disciples. There was three years of walking with him every day, listening to his teaching, asking questions, learning to apply it, trying things out, being sent out in ministry, coming back, talking with him again. There was this preparation time before Jesus said, okay, now it's your turn. I'm gonna empower you to do it. And then the early church was launched in the book of Acts with great fury and activity and excitement. But it wasn't long before the church started to begin to act in ways that were you know, from their old life, they were mixing things in, idols, they were bringing all this stuff in and mixing it. And the whole rest of the New Testament is written by people who were trying to say, look, you, you're in this wrestle for the territory of your heart and here's how you actually live out the new kingdom. Here's how you say goodbye to the old, how you throw that off and put on the new and live in the new things that God has for you. But it begins with the issues of the heart. Jesus has given us the comforter, the Holy Spirit, not to make us comfortable, but because he was going to ask us to do a lot of uncomfortable things. And that isn't necessarily the big things that we step out in faith to do. Those moments come along once in a while, but it takes incredible faith to tackle your own heart issues. That's why we have a comforter. That's why we have someone who's gonna walk with us to remind us of the truth, to convict us of sin and to help us to get this stuff out of our life so we can be transformed. It's not about behavior modification. If you could do it in your own strength, if you could heal these places of your hearts, if you could cope enough, enough if you could control it enough, you would have done that by now. The reason you're still stuck and the reason it's still a problem is because you haven't got to the root and really dealt with the issue in order to see transformation. Not behavior modification, heart transformation. That's what we're going for. And that's the work that the Holy Spirit wants to do inside of you. 2 Corinthians 3 verses 17 and 18 say this. Now the Lord is the Spirit and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. And we all with unveiled faces are looking as in a mirror at the glory of the Lord and are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory. This is from the Lord who is the Spirit. That word transformed is only used twice in the New Testament. It's the root word that we get metamorphosis from, what happens to a butterfly. When there is a complete change from a caterpillar to a butterfly that happens inside of a cocoon, we call that metamorphosis. And that's the same root word that he's using here for transformation. 
It's not that you just get a little bit of a shift or a turn. It's that things are completely changed from the root in your life. This is real discipleship. And I've been in church a long time, and I'm just beginning to understand that we can put all kinds of programs in place but it's actually the hard work of taking people by the hand and helping them walk and learn to apply this stuff to their life and get to their own root issues. That is true discipleship that's going to see life transformation. You can learn all of the head knowledge you want. You can memorize all of the scriptures you want, but if you're not allowing Jesus into those deep places of your heart to actually change you, you're not going to be transformed. This is the redemptive work that Jesus does in our lives, but we have to allow him to do it. Jesus healed me, but I first had to admit that I needed healing. He can make us whole, but we have to admit that we're not whole without him. We have to come to this place of brokenness and surrender where we say there's nothing I can do to cope or to fix or to cover this up or to manage this anymore. I need a life transformation and that Jesus can work with. Jesus does the deep work of the heart, and we do too. We run some programs here at the church and have prayer ministry where we meet with people because we actually want to get to the heart of the issue with you. We ask the right questions. We go to prayer and ask the Holy Spirit for his counsel to help us to unearth those things that need his touch and his change. We would go to those places with you. The reason that you're stuck, maybe, and circling around the same broken issues is because you're just failing to do the necessary heart work to heal and move forward, which means that there's some unstable ground in your heart, some territory that still needs to be taken for the kingdom of God. But the good news is that one of the primary ministries of Jesus is healing the brokenhearted getting into those places of our hearts that have been wounded and trampled and actually bringing transformation and healing. Back to our scripture that we read in the beginning from Isaiah 61, where it says, the spirit of the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor and he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. I wanna just talk about that a little bit. In some translations, it says to bind up the brokenhearted. What that word actually means in the original language is just like a cast. So if you can imagine if you broke your arm and you never had it set properly, it might be completely disformed. It would definitely be weak and you might not be able to have the full use of it. But what we do when we break uh, a bone is that we go to the hospital and we have it set properly and put into a cast. And the cast gives it the support it needs for the time that it takes for it to heal. So that when it is healed, you would barely even notice that it was ever broken. Someone with an x-ray, a technician who knows what they're looking for could probably see that there was a break there at some point. But you are able to get full use and full strength out of that broken place because it was set and bound properly. This is the work that Jesus does. He strengthens and supports and binds up those wounds so that they have a place where they can heal. They are healed wholly and fully in his presence so that we can go on with life in a way that looks like we were never wounded. 
where we have the strength and capacity in those places that were once weak and broken. That's the heart work that God wants to do for you and I. Psalms 34, 17, 18 says, the righteous cry out and the Lord hears. He rescues them from their troubles. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and he saves those who are crushed in spirit. Listen, Jesus knows exactly what you need. I don't, but he does. You might not even know exactly what you need, but the Holy Spirit is your helper who is there to lead you into the truth and to help you understand what Jesus says about you, what he believes about you, his calling for your life, his love for you, so that those places of your heart can be healed. Listen, whatever has broken your heart, whatever has brought grief and loss, whatever unmet expectations you have, whatever wounds from your past that you are facing that, are, that are, keep tripping you up in life, whatever it is, God has the answer. There is healing in Jesus. That is the work and ministry that he does in us to prepare us and equip us for what he has for us to carry. But if we are unwilling to go to those places, unwilling to expose those deep hurts and wounds of our life, he will never be able to heal them. He can't heal what we, refu what we refuse to reveal. We have to be able to bring it out into the light, bring it up to the surface and go, look, I'm wounded in this area. I'm gonna admit I have a wound here. I'm gonna admit this is hard for me to get past. I'm gonna admit that it's hard for me to forgive this person. I'm going to admit that I have this piece of brokenness that's really hard. I'm gonna admit that I don't trust God in this area of my life. I'm gonna admit that my heart's been broken by the people who are meant to love me the most. I'm gonna admit it and bring it to Jesus so that he can bring the healing that we need. It doesn't matter what it is, whatever has broken your heart, there is an answer in Jesus. No one is exempt. There's nothing that is beyond his reach. He has exactly what you need, but we think we can control it. We think we can handle it. We think we can cover it up. We think we can keep it hidden. We think we can cope and get through life. Jesus doesn't want you to cope. He doesn't want you to feel like you have to fix it or cover it up or handle it on your own. He just wants you to surrender to him so he can transform it. That's all that it takes is actually admitting it and bringing it to him with a soft, surrendered, vulnerable, humble heart and asking for his help. Listen, like I said before, I've walked through this process and we're often really good in the church at saying there's freedom and healing in Jesus, but we've been really bad historically at actually taking people by the hand and walking them there. And so I am committed in my role here at Mountain Park as being someone who would actually step into people's mess and take them by the hand and say, come on, I know the way out. It's in the presence of Jesus. And we're gonna go there together and ask the Holy Spirit to lead us and guide us so that we can find those issues, actually see the healing happen, and you can move forward with your life and get unstuck from those things that are holding you back and dragging you down. I'm really passionate about helping other people find freedom because I found it in Jesus.
So I want to ask you this question just at the end here this morning. What's going on in your heart? What needs to maybe be addressed or healed in your heart? Is there an area that keeps tripping you up, that keeps you stuck? Is there a wound deep, you know, in your history of your life that you've never really dealt with or addressed? I bet if you stop and think about it, it's still causing you more pain and more grief and more heartache than you're willing to admit. When we're wounded in life, it's an opportune time for the enemy to whisper lies to us about our identity and who we are in Christ. And we believe them because we're vulnerable. Attached to every wound and every broken place of your life is a lie that you believe about yourself or about God. It's just a matter of getting down there and figuring out what the wound is and what the lie is and being able to uncover that and receive the truth in the presence of Jesus. It's not a hard process, actually. It's fairly easy, but you have to be willing to face it head on. Psalms 138, verse 23 says this, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me. Know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. This has been a daily prayer of mine for several years. To ask God to examine me to search me and to know my heart. Some of us have been hurt and wounded so deeply that we put up walls and we don't want to let anybody in because we're afraid of being wounded again. And some of us have even put up walls that keep God out, that don't allow his healing power in to reach and touch those places of our heart. And I understand wounding is real. And it's tragic. Whatever you've been through that has caused you to put up those walls, I get it. That's real stuff that you've had to deal with in your life. But as long as we keep those walls up, we're actually keeping the love and the presence of God out. And he's unable to heal those places. I want to ask you today to be willing to lay all of that down and to, to kind of lay your heart out bare before the Lord and ask him to search your heart and to point out anything in your heart that is anxious or fearful or stuck, any area that he needs to put his finger on and actually say, here's something we need to deal with. Would you be willing to ask him that today, to pray this from Psalm 138:23 over your own life? Search me, O Lord, know my heart, Test me and know my anxious thoughts. What's going on in my heart? And you may even need his help to bring it to the surface and reveal it. You might not even know what it is that's got you spun out or stuck in life. Allow the Holy Spirit to reveal that and bring it to the surface. I'm going to pray over you here at the end, and I'm just going to ask the Holy Spirit to reveal something to you that maybe is a heart issue you need to deal with. I wonder if you would be willing to surrender your heart in this time of prayer. Ask the Lord to genuinely search your heart and to reveal anything that needs to be uncovered in his presence. It's our willingness to surrender and our humility 
that is the gateway to bring healing into our lives. Let me pray for you. Father, I just thank you for every person under the sound of my voice right now. There's distance between us, but there isn't distance between you and, and every person that I'm praying for right now. You are there, you are present, you are in every living room and kitchen, every bedroom, every place that someone is right now watching, you are there. Holy Spirit, would you reveal to us those places of our heart that need to be healed in the presence of Jesus? Would you search our hearts and point out those wounds and those broken places that need to be bound up and healed by Jesus? Would you, in your grace and your love, reveal those things that we need to bring out into the open? Give us the courage to talk to somebody and to actually bring these things into a place where we can receive healing. Jesus, I pray that you would meet every person right now Every person who's having a memory of something that has hurt them along the way in life or knows what that issue is in their heart but have been unwilling to face it or deal with it. They've been coping for so long. They put those walls up to protect themselves. Father, I pray that you, by your spirit, would just get into those places of our heart and do the work that needs to be done, even this week. Jesus, I pray for your healing touch on every person. I just thank you for that work that you do, that it was important ministry to you and it's important to us too. Thank you for the work that you do in Jesus' name, amen. I just wanna encourage you at the end here, if there is something that's stirring in you and you don't know how to get to the bottom of it and address those root issues, would you reach out to me? My email is brenda at mp.church. You can reach out to me anytime and set up an appointment to actually just talk through some of this stuff and maybe together with the help of the Holy Spirit and in the presence of Jesus, we could get to the root of some of those things. I also wanna let you know that we run a course here at the church called Healing Care. We do it in a very small group format. So as you're sharing things about your heart, it's just with a very tiny, small group of people. If you are courageous enough to wanna to be part of one of those groups, you can email me as well and we can get your name on a list for next year. They're full uh, for this fall and already running, but we will run them again in January and it's something that we run on a regular basis. And so the course just helps you to, to um, learn the tools to actually get to the heart of those things and see them revealed and healed in the presence of Jesus. So there are tools and people available to you if you need them. I just wanted to offer that at the end of this session. So thank you so much for being with us and we will see you next week. We hope that you are challenged and inspired by what you heard today and that you're willing to allow God to work in and through your life in bigger ways this week. We'd love to stay connected with you on social media, facebook.com slash mountainparkchurch and instagram.com slash mountainparkchurch. Finally, if you have a story of how God has been working in and through you, we'd love to hear it. Just email us at mystory@mp.church and tell us how God has been working in your life lately.